Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. And welcome into Lock It In with Cam Rogers, part of the Believe Hour right here on Sports Map Radio. I am Cam Rogers. Great to be with you here on this Monday evening as we put a bow on the 104th PGA Championship. Justin Thomas winning his second major championship, his second PGA championship. I will break that victory down for all of you for the next hour, along with my thoughts on Tiger Woods withdrawing from a major championship for the first time in his professional career. Phil Mickelson, what is the future with him as the U.S. Open looms? Mito Pereira on that 18th hole, the double bogey that put him out of the playoff. I will discuss the decision to break out a driver on that 18th hole, along with Will Zalatoris, who played well at another major championship. So much more as we look ahead to the U.S. Open. And this week, by the way, the Charles Schwab Challenge, I will have some early best bets for all of you right here on the program. This is Believe, of course, the number one content network for professionals Check out our wide array of programming on Believe.com. Follow us at Believe Network on Twitter and Instagram. By the way, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. Again, Justin Thomas, your PGA champion, defeating Will Zalatoris in a three-hole aggregate playoff at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Full analysis coming your way right here on the Believe Hour. Lock it in with Cam Rogers. Stick around right here. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan-favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Bet online where the game starts. And welcome into the Believe Hour right here on SportsMap Radio. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers, a sports betting show. Certainly check me out wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. Justin Thomas winning the PGA championship at Southern Hills. Full breakdown 
for the next hour on your Monday evening. Thomas was a whole seven shots back at the start of the final round. It was the largest 54-hole comeback to win a major since Paul Lowry did it at the 1999 Open Championship. We all remember Gene Vandeveld's triple bogey on the 18th hole went to a playoff and Paul Lowry ended up winning that open championship. By the way, JT got a call from his good buddy, Tiger Woods after the victory. Of course, Tiger giving Justin some grief. He did shank a shot in his final round yesterday. It did not matter. Justin Thomas is a major champion yet again. I think it is fair to say JT will be a Hall of Famer. 15 PGA Tour wins, including two majors before the age of 30. Here's the list. Jack, Johnny Miller, Tom Watson, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. You know, it's interesting. He was inside my top two in terms of the power rankings going into the PGA Championship, my projected winner was Rory McIlroy, who started off hot, finished eighth alone at two under par. I thought Justin Thomas was due for a major championship, and I thought that Southern Hills really set up well for him. You know, it's interesting. You look at Justin Thomas's major championship resume as far as finishes are concerned, and they're not like amazingly impressive. JT doesn't have a top 10 at the Open Championship. He only has two top 10s at the Masters, two top 10s at the U.S. Open, and three top 10s. At the PGA Championship, of course, two of those being victories. So, like, Brooks Kepka and Xander Schauffele, those type of golfers have had more success at major championships than Justin Thomas in terms of top tens. But for some reason, Southern Hills really set up well for JT. And I guess, really, the reason is the wider fairways. I think the one issue for JT at major championships was he was missing fairways. And in that vein, he wasn't able to really flash his elite iron game because he's hacking it out of this thick, luscious rough at U.S. Opens, at PGA Championships. But what Gil Hans did back in 2019 with Southern Hills was he widened the fairways, which allowed for more aggressive play off the tee, more drivers, what have you. Back in 2007, with the PGA Championship at Southern Hills, it was very much a U.S. Open type of layout, narrow fairways, thick rough, irons off the tee tiger woods won that tournament hitting six irons off the tee that was not the case 
with Justin Thomas here this week. He was aggressive. His ball striking was fantastic. And this will not be his last major championship victory. When you hit the ball like he does, you will contend and win multiple majors. Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris. Speaking of iron game and ball striking, let's talk about Mito Pereira. In his PGA Championship debut, had a three-shot lead heading into the final round. Now, if you are not really a big-time golf fan, like you don't watch the regular PGA Tour events, Mito Pereira is a guy who has flashed a lot of success on tour. Doesn't have a win yet, but it's still very early in his career. But his iron game, his ball striking is wonderful. And it was on display at Southern Hills again until the 18th hole, the 72nd hole. When he pulled a driver, drove it into the creek, made double bogey, missed out on the playoff, where Justin Thomas and Will Zalatoris went off to. Mito Pereira shot a 5-over-75 in the final round to finish tied for third alongside fellow rookie Cameron Young, who, by the way, has been red hot so far in this 2022 calendar year. Was this a collapse? I guess at face value, it is. I mean, double bogey on 18 missing a playoff when you had a three-shot lead heading into the final round. I guess you could say at face value, yes, that is a collapse, but Mito Pereira has very little major championship experience. So can you categorize that as a collapse when really you're just a rookie and you're still feeling your way out? This is not Phil Mickelson at winged foot in 2003. 2004, I think, actually, where he pulled a driver on 18, sprayed it off the tee, I mean, way offline, where he should have hit a three medal or something like that, and handed the trophy to Jeff Ogilvie. This is not Gene Vandeveld at the 1999 Open Championship. That was a triple bogey, and yet he still made it to a playoff, and yet he lost. And the Claret Jug went to Paul Lowry. So I want to stop short of collapse. It was a mistake to pull driver on 18. Listen, I have been on the 18th tee before, with a chance to break 80. And every single time, it was a double bogey or worse. I have yet to break 80. It is hard to get over that hump. I do have experience competing in high school, of course, for the varsity golf team and understanding the heat of the moment and not being able to get over that hurdle in that moment. Mito Pereira will be fine. Credit to him, by the way, 
for speaking with the media right after, showing a ton of grace. I think he has that confidence. So does Will Zalatoris, by the way. He is clearly built for major championships. He's the first player with five top 10 finishes in his first eight career major starts since one Ernie Els. Again, when you hit the ball like Will Zalatoris does, you will compete at major championships more so than not. The bugaboo for Will has been his putter, which was awful last week at the Byron Nelson, but fantastic at the PGA Championship. So there you go. More insight on the PGA. What's the future for Tiger Woods? The U.S. Open is next month. Will he play in it? I will break down Tiger's performance at Southern Hills and discuss further about his PGA Tour schedule right here on the Believe Hour. Lock it in with Cam Rogers. And welcome back to the Believe Hour right here on SportsMap Radio. Cam Rogers with you. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Follow my podcast wherever you get your audio for some top-notch sports betting insight every single week. Plenty of golf insight. Once the football season gets going, I will cover the NFL as well as college football. So certainly check out my show. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. Let's talk about Tiger Woods playing in his second PGA Tour event of the 2022 season his second event since the tragic car crash in February of 2021 Tiger Woods did not finish the PGA championship he withdrew after the third round after shooting one of the worst rounds of his career a nine over par 79 He was tied for last among the 79 players to make the cut, to make the weekend. The cold rock conditions on that Saturday, along with Tiger Woods clearly in pain at 46 years old, I think led to the perfect storm for him to withdraw. He made five consecutive bogeys in a major for only the second time, along with the first round of the 1996 U.S. Open. It's the first time Woods has withdrawn from a major championship as a professional. He withdrew in the 1995 U.S. Open as an amateur. Woods has played 321 rounds in majors from 1995 to 2020 and posted just five scores of 78 or worse. He has three such scores in seven rounds in majors this year. 
I was not bullish on Tiger's chances going into the PGA Championship. And credit to him for making the cut. I did not think he would make the cut. There's a difference between playing the Masters, a 90-player field, on a golf course that Tiger Woods can basically think his way around, even with his worst stuff. And a PGA championship, a 156-player field, a deeper field. But again, credit for him for making the weekend. But I think Tiger Woods is thinking to himself here on a Monday, what is my future for the U.S. Open for the Open Championship? We have two more major championships left this season. I do not expect Tiger Woods to play in any other tournament this year. Just those two majors at best. So what's next? We have the U.S. Open just over three weeks away in Brookline, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. Even though it's June, you never know with New England weather. Could be raw and cold and rainy. Tiger was non-committal about playing that open next month. He said at Augusta, he will play the British open, which is in late July at St. Andrews, a golf course that Tiger knows very well. And I give him actually a good chance to contend at if he is 100% or close to that. So here's the main issue with Tiger's recovery right now. He doesn't really know how his leg is going to respond in a given day of major championship golf. Maybe he knows how it's going to respond before playing around at medalist, his home course, but certainly not the country club at Brookline and certainly not St. Andrews because he only has seven rounds of professional golf under his belt this year. Is that a large enough sample size for Tiger Woods to know how his body is going to respond at the U.S. Open and at the Open Championship? I don't think so. And therein lies the problem, and it's not a problem you can really fix in the immediate because there's just this element of unpredictability of the unknown because you have so many variables at play here. The weather, the golf course, time of year. Did Tiger get enough sleep earlier in the week? There's just so much at play. Nobody knows, including Tiger probably, how his body is going to respond to major championship golf. Again, there is a difference between playing medalist in a golf cart and walking 18 holes a day in a major championship atmosphere. So therein lies the questions that I have here about whether he is going to play the U.S. Open or the Open Championship. 
Reportedly, Tiger is in Los Angeles to discuss with doctors his next steps with his leg. What could be the takeaway from that? It's hard to tell. Perhaps there's updates to how he rehabs. Do the doctors suggest Tiger not play the U.S. Open? A lot is up in the air here. Right now, Tiger Woods is 50-1 to to win the U.S. Open. I think there is zero value whatsoever in that number. What I really hope doesn't happen is that Tiger Woods tries to force the issue, play in the U.S. Open, and have another setback, if you will, which will put him in a worse position to contend at the Open Championship. Again, I think he has a really good chance at the Open. I've said this before. I don't think he has a good chance at PGAs and U.S. Opens going forward in his career. The courses are too long. The rough is too luscious. The fields are too large. And really, the talent pool of the PGA Tour is too deep. Tiger can win another Masters. He can win another Open Championship. I don't think so with the U.S. Open or the PGA. If Tiger feels like he can play Brookline, then he should. If he feels like he can win, he should play. If there is some sort of doubt in his mind, I don't think it's worth it. Play the long game. Play for the Open Championship this year. Recover through the fall, through the winter, come back at Augusta and give it another shot at the Masters. That, I think, is the best way to go about it. But again, we've got some time, over three weeks, for him to sort of go through the rehab process, take into account these seven rounds of golf that he has played at the majors, and go from there. This guy is built different. Woods, Brady, Jordan, these athletes that I just listed off there, are built different. They are competitors through the roof. And their mind is always set on victory, nothing else. Nothing else matters to them on the sports stage. Tiger Woods does not care about money, FedEx Cup points, making cuts, top tens, His mindset has remained the same since he has been a golfer, certainly as a professional, win. If he plays the U.S. Open, he will go into that tournament with the mindset that he will win. Or thinks he can win, I should say. So I just hope that he takes into account the opinions of his inner circle, including the doctors, about what to do here at Brookline. Now, if you ask me, I think he plays. Right now, gut instinct, he plays. 
But as I always say, and as I preached last month at the Masters on these very airwaves, perspective matters. Just over a year ago, he nearly got his leg amputated, and here he is fighting out there through the pain, through the conditions, through the adversity to try and win a major championship. He's built different. And it's got to be so frustrating for him that his body will not cooperate with his mindset. That's got to be tough. A lot up in the air about the U.S. Open here next month for Tiger Woods. But again, if you asked me right now what my thoughts were, I think he plays. Wishing him the best here as he goes through the rehab process and gets ready for the U.S. Open in Boston. You're listening to Lock It In with Cam Rogers, part of the Believe Hour. Coming up on the other side, what's the deal with Phil Mickelson? Will he play the U.S. Open? I have some early bets for Brookline, as well as my best bets for the Charles Schwab Challenge. Keep it right here. Lock It In with Cam Rogers. And welcome back to the Believe Hour right here on SportsMap Radio. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. That is me. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. Talking about the PGA Championship recap, of course. We're looking ahead to the U.S. Open, the 122nd U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. I have some early bets here to discuss. I also will break down the Charles Schwab Challenge that is this week at Colonial, one of the oldest stops on the PGA Tour. So I will break down some of my picks there. Some final thoughts on the PGA later in the show, discussing some of the top names who struggled at the second tournament of this major championship season. But before I dive into who we think will play, or shall we say who we know will play in the U.S. Open, how about somebody whose future is very much up in the air in terms of where he is playing professional golf. His name is Phil Mickelson. He did not compete in last week's PGA Championship, which was just stunning news to me. The fact that a defending champion did not show up the next year to defend that championship for non-injury-related reasons was pretty surprising. But Phil Mickelson has been in the negative headlines of late. And clearly, he still needs time to reassess how he is going to approach the media, how he is going to answer all of the questions that will come about about his comments with the Live Golf Tour and the Saudi government 
and the PGA Tour. The first live golf event is June 9th outside of London. The U.S. Open is the next week, June 16th. Phil Mickelson typically is a player who almost always plays the week before a major. So here's where things get a little muddy about his future. If he plays on the Live Golf Tour on June 9th, that means he can't play the week before on the PGA Tour. And that means, you know, maybe in his own mind, he's playing the U.S. Open not as warmed up as he would like to be. If he doesn't play the U.S. Open, I will be even more stunned than I was when I saw the news that he was not playing the PGA Championship. The U.S. Open, of course, is that final leg for his career Grand Slam. And for somebody who won a major championship just last year, you would think he has the confidence to win the U.S. Open. So again, it's all very tricky. Because if he plays in the first live golf event, there is the potentiality that he is suspended from the PGA Tour. But here is a very important distinction. The U.S. Open is run by the USGA, not the PGA Tour. Same sort of situation with the PGA Championship. That is run by the PGA, not the PGA Tour. So if Phil plays in the Live Golf event on June 9th, is suspended by the PGA Tour for doing so, he could still, in theory, play the U.S. Open because, again, the U.S. Open is run by the USGA. Now, I don't think that is a likely scenario because the USGA would likely go along with whatever the PGA Tour decides on, right? I don't think the USGA would just be like, yes, you can come, Phil even though you're suspended by the PGA Tour. That's hard for me to envision. So the likely scenarios with Phil are these. He plays the first Live Golf event and doesn't play the U.S. Open because he's suspended or plays the U.S. Open and the RBC Canadian Open the week prior and then maybe plays a live golf event after the U.S. Open. So RBC Canadian Open, June 9th, U.S. Open, June 16th. Why do I say that? Not only because he likes to play the week before a major, but he would probably want to get all of the questions out of the way at the RBC Canadian Open rather than answer all of these questions about his comments and what have you at the US Open because I think that would just be distraction central, right? 
We are going to get our answer pretty darn soon in the span of a month about what Phil Mickelson is going to do on the PGA Tour slash the Live Golf Tour. Let's talk about some players who I like for the U.S. Open. Jordan Spieth over at Bet Online is 18-1 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. He was inside my top 10 in terms of the power rankings going into the PGA Championship. He was never a factor in terms of contending there. And I think a big reason why is, of course, he's chasing that career grand slam when he plays the PGA Championship. And that's a lot of pressure. And we've seen Rory McIlroy sort of struggle with that pressure at the Masters. So it's a really difficult hurdle to get over. I'm not too concerned about Jordan Spieth. I like his chances a lot at Brookline. 18 to 1 over at Bet Online. Xander Shoffley is 25 to 1. Decent week at the PGA Championship. He's just built for US Opens, in my opinion. He is going to win one at some point. I love the value at 25 to 1 for Shoffley. Joaquin Neiman is 40 to 1 to win the US Open. And he has shown me that he can rise to the big stage. Decent week at the PGA championship. You love the number at 40 to one. Why not? Joaquin Neiman, really great ball striker, fantastic around the greens as well. That is a rare combination, by the way, when you are really good with your ball striking. So driver and irons, and then also really good with your wedges around the green. That's a balanced game that you want for a major championship. So Joaquin Neiman is a guy that I'm looking at for the U.S. Open. And then Tommy Fleetwood just posted his first top 10 in a major championship since the 2019 Open. So Tommy played well at the PGA, has a couple of top fives at the U.S. Open to his credit in 2017 and 2018. He's 70 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. Talking about around the green game, by the way, Tommy Fleetwood is one of the best. So I would keep an eye on him at Brookline as well. So four early plays for the U.S. Open. Jordan Spieth at 18-1, to Xander Shoffley at 25-1, to Joaquin Neiman at 40-1, to Tommy Fleetwood 70-1. to Let's talk about the Charles Schwab challenge here this week out in Fort Worth, Texas should be a fun tournament, by the way, a pretty darn good field. Scotty Scheffler in the field, Justin Thomas, Spieth, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Will Zalatoris, Max Homa, Sam Burns, Tommy Fleetwood. Those are the favorites. Scotty Scheffler, by the way, is plus 950 to win the Charles Schwab challenge. No, thank you. Coming off a missed cut at the PGA Championship. I talked about this last week on some media appearances. The Scheffler dip probably was going to happen at some point, right? The PGA Tour is too darn deep to continue the run that Scotty Scheffler was on. So that is not an indictment on his talent, obviously. He's the number one player in the world. But... 
you can't play well every single week on the PGA tour. It's too darn hard. The talent pool is too darn deep. So for Scotty at plus 950, I can't get there. Justin Thomas, 12 to one. I won't go there either only because he just won a major championship for the first time since 2017. He might even withdraw. So spend some time celebrating and what have you here this week. Maybe he won't play. Will Zelatoris at 21 to one is pretty good value. In my opinion, you just have to wonder about the PGA championship hangover. If you will keep an eye on that. Let's get to some of my best bets, though, for the Charles Schwab Challenge. And I'm going down the board this week in terms of the outright market. I really like a lot of this value that I'm seeing in the 30-ish range. Daniel Berger is 37-1 to to win. He won this tournament back in 2020. You may recall the Charles Schwab Challenge was the first PGA Tour event coming off that PGA Tour restart, if you will, after the COVID shutdown. Berger is a balanced golfer. He does a lot of things really well. And I love that number at 37 to one. Tony Finau, 37 to one, has shown some flashes over the last month or so. Fantastic driver of the golf ball. And I think you could have this PGA championship hangover for a lot of the top golfers. So that allows for Tony Finau to perhaps have some success here this week. Makes a ton of birdies, and he should be able to take advantage of the par fives. Kevin Na at 35 to 1, 29th in driving accuracy and approaching the green. Loves Colonial, winning it in 2019, placing fourth in 2018, 35 to 1. Kevin Na, I like it a lot. Stuart Sink is 130 to 1, two top tens in his last five starts, along with a T23 at the PGA championship ball striking continues to be great. One thirty to one for a guy who won twice on the PGA tour just last year. Give me a little Stuart sink there. And then Chris Kirk at 60 to one T to green game has been fantastic. He's going to win at some point this summer. I think he was second in strokes gained at T to green at the PGA championship finished fifth. Winner at Colonial in 2015 as well. So some early bets, Daniel Berger, Tony Finau, Kevin Na, Stuart Sink, Chris Kirk for the Charles Schwab Challenge. You are listening to the Believe Hour right here on SportsMap Radio. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Coming up on the other side, some final thoughts on the PGA Championship, some players who struggled at Southern Hills. Keep it right here. And welcome back to the Believe Hour right here on SportsMap Radio. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. How are we doing? Thank you so much for spending your Monday evening with me. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. Some final thoughts on the PGA Championship. Scotty Scheffler missed the cut. That is totally fine. No concerns about Scotty Scheffler going forward here this season. 
I think it is totally understandable after winning your first major championship to miss the cut at the next one. He still has been on an incredible run so far this PGA Tour season. And he should contend at the U.S. Open and or the Open Championship. Scotty Scheffler is built for major championships. He has the balanced game. If one part of his game is struggling, he can lean on another part of his game. So for Scotty Scheffler, no concerns whatsoever. Brooks Kepka, I do have some concerns. T55 at the PGA Championship, he missed the cut at the Masters. So, you know, Brooks has been this guy who can show up to a major championship and play well at a major regardless of his form because that's just how he's built. But that hasn't been the case so far this PGA Tour season. He was T5 at the match play, T12 at the Valspar, but that was way back in March. So I think there might be some injury concerns. I have no real sourcing on that. It's just something that is really my conjecture at this point, but something's going on with his game. His tee to green game is not very good right now. So for Brooks Kepka, he's going to have to figure out that ball striking. And then Bryson DeChambeau did not play in the PGA championship due to the bone bruise in his hand, wishing him the best of luck here as he continues along with his recovery. The U.S. Open is less than four weeks away. Bryson, a former U.S. Open winner, hopefully he can play Brookline at 100%. He tried to give it a go at the PGA. It seems like he's close, but he did not want to risk taking a step back playing the PGA Championship. Rather, just continue with the recovery and then go ahead and play the U.S. Open. So some final thoughts there on the PGA Championship. We are wrapping up Lock It In with Cam Rogers right here on the Believe Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Continue the conversation on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.